Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew and New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my friend Avery Zareski. Cody didn't make it tonight, so it's just Avery and I. We're going to talk about game one, and we're going to preview game two. Before I say anything further, Avery, I feel like we might not be on the same wavelength game one-wise, but I haven't really talked to you about it yet, so just give me your initial thoughts. You know, obviously a 5-1 win. Well, we spoke about it. I told you guys that we were going to win the first game and then yeah. the Devils were going to I couldn't have been more off about the first game. Well, it's fine. You know, when you when you're wrong, it's a good way to be wrong when the Rangers yeah. win 5 to 1. I I'll be I'll be wrong every single day if that's the if that's the case. So, I feel good, man. I knew the Rangers were going to come out with a spark. The Devils the biggest thing about that game was the second period, the fact that the Devils came really hard and the Rangers yeah. weathered it. And and you talked about it. You said the Rangers had to weather the storm. You, you knew it was coming. The Devils were going to play hard. The fucking place was rocking. Mm-hmm. Like, the place was shaking. The camera was shaking. And um, the Rangers just did their job. They weathered the storm, and they put pucks on net. And that, that's how you're going to win. You, don't, you can't, can't win if you don't shoot the puck. Okay, well, tell me if you disagree with this, because this is the vibe that I – got or the, the vibe that I took away from that game and if the Devils score on one of those early power plays they had two power play chances in the first like six minutes 10 seconds I think it, it's it could have easily been a 5-1 game in the Devils favor 100% coin flip uh, coin flip right game. I, I think the biggest the biggest goal of the game by far was the third goal because you let mm-hmm. them back in the game at two nothing it's bad because hockey yeah because the, then the ice tilts but that third goal, I, I said it the whole way through. You get the third goal, and then you you charge through, and that was it. That that's all it took. But but I think the scoreboard. Sorry, what'd you say? I said if you let them crawl back in, that's that's where it gets bad. But I think a lot of people think like the five one, like the scoreboard's so lopsided. But it did not feel like a five one game. You no, know? Like the, the Devils, Devils played really pressed. hard. Yeah, Jack. But that's Hughes, gonna happen, dude. He's sick. That play. He's so good. Probably should have been a penalty on Mikola. Like he held you think him a so? little bit. Yeah, he held him a little bit. But like nah. usually when a guy slices and dices like that and he mm-hmm. kind of gets like a little nudge as a penalty. I thought the refs were were a little quick to the whistle, especially yeah. in the beginning of the game. But it it ended up evening out. Like the Rangers got their chances and they converted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you could obviously get mad and micromanage the refs, but it, it, it evened itself out. I think there were some calls that could have gone either way, but in the beginning they were very quick to blow, blow the whistle. I was surprised like in the playoffs, usually it's, it's tight, but they, uh, they, they were on the whistle pretty quick, but the Rangers capitalized on their chances. And, and the X factor of the game was their, their special teams. They were yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, and speaking to that, the Rangers two for three on the power play. You know, Chris Kreider, I think, had both power play goals, a little a little redirection and then a deflection, two record setting goals. Uh, you know, he's now the franchise leader in playoff goals, franchise leader in playoff power play goals. So, you know, I know we're gonna have that debate at some point if 20 is going up to the rafters. We can save that for another time because uh, we want to stick up on this round and whatnot. But you know, like you said, special teams are difference. The Devils go 0 for four in the power play, not one shot on goal. But there's a couple other stats I wanted to read out, too. I tweeted one today that Jack Hughes led the game with five giveaways. And the only other player 
with multiple giveaways with Segan Dollar for the Devils. The Rangers as a team only had three giveaways. The Devils had 13. I think that's a huge difference in the game as well. And then as far as the block shots go, the Rangers had 23 block shots. The Devils had 12. So those are huge, huge little details that result in a 5-1 win in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they were they back-checked well. They didn't give them that many chances in the slot. The Devils, honestly, they they didn't shoot the puck enough. I, I really thought that if they hammered the puck more, they might have got a couple more in the net. But Igor was on his game. He looked phenomenal. Obviously, you know, penalty shot, what are you going to do? But yeah. other than that, he was dominant. He was playing outside the crease. He was taking away angles. He looked great. And the, yeah, the, the Rangers just back-checked hard. They worked hard. They blocked shots. Barclay Goudreau had a great game. The fourth line did exactly what they needed to do. The third line was great possession-wise. They always are. Like, you, you know, whenever that puck gets in deep and Kako's got the puck in the corners, he's a dynamite. Like, you know he's going to be able to get the puck to the point. I love when they funnel the puck back to the point. Like, they're open all day. Mikula, and Mikula charges through. I, I, just, I just love the way they played. And like you said, it could have gone the other way if the Devils get a goal, but the Rangers just did their job. That's it. Yeah, so that's that's what scares me most. So let's like lead into game two. How do you see it going? Because I honestly think we're going to see somewhat of a similar vibe. The Devils are going to press early, and it's all about how the Rangers react. Yep, 100%. You know, it's house money at this point. You, you mm -hmm. win the first game. You do your job. You, you, you want to split on the road. And now you're you're playing with house money. You're coming back. The Devils are going to be fired up. They want to win the game. They know they played a pretty decent game. They just didn't get the shots to the net. The Rangers did their job. I keep saying they did their yeah. job, but because they did, you know, it's it, it's hard to argue against against a team that just goes out there and grinds down and shows what playoff hockey is like. And and I I, I really think the Devils are going to come hard, but. I, the Rangers showed that they can they can play play with the Devils. Igor looked different, man. I think that's the thing. Igor was literally like I was watching Igor a lot, and I'm not a I don't know goalie technique and whatnot, but I noticed that Igor was at the top of his crease at almost every shot he faced, and he specifically robbed Tomas Tatar in like two Grade A chances. There was one where Tatar like creeped down the slot, and Igor like literally came out like ten feet out of the net. It looked like yeah when he uh when he smothered that puck, but Tatar shot it right in his chest, like you know. Igor didn't make like a crazy save there, but um, you know, Tatar definitely got robbed a couple of times. And, you know, I think he's obviously the difference. Vanacek, you know, allowed goals that I don't want to say were were terrible goals. Like I thought the Lingren one, he obviously could have stopped. I know people are harping on the fact that he like moved his head a little bit when Lingren uh, had that cheeky little short side shot. The Cryer deflection, that's a tough one to save for any goalie. The Tarasenko one he probably should have had. And then uh, you know, the fourth one obviously defection as well. But um, you know, let's talk about Tarasenko, man. You know, how great for him to, to get that first goal. And, uh, you know, he's a guy I thought would be the X factor in this series. And just, um, I don't know if you saw my tweet after the game, but just the way that Tarasenko treats the media and treats everyone, like this guy is arguably the most lovable guy on the team. Like, I think, you know, if he's not a fan favorite or, or one of the fan favorites by now, I think by the end of the playoffs, like everyone's going to be in love with Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, he had the best quote by far of the night when he was mm -hmm. talking about, you know, the superstars on the team aren't always the guys who score the goals. It's the guys that block the shots and make the plays in the defensive zone and they feed off of that. And he's not only a goal scorer, he plays both ends of the ice perfectly. He bangs bodies. He's a big guy. He's a force in front of the net. Like he's the complete package and exactly to your point he's the x factor and i couldn't agree more so i do want to bring one more thing up it's kind of starting to get some legs behind it 
a time to eat saying what are your thoughts on it it's for me it's like you know i i feel like that's such a you know i think of like ezekiel elliott or elliott or something like when you know whatever with that saying it's kind of like a basic thing but uh you know i i love that little uh exchange with galan after the game and um you know i i'm, I'm waiting to see the one guy who scores a goal and comes down the line and does the celly like eating, you know, I think that's going to fucking fire everybody up. So I wonder who that yeah. guy's going to be. I don't know. I feel like these things just come up. Like one guy just says it and they're like, you know mm-hmm. what? I like that. And it, it is, it's time to eat. Like yeah. how many years have we got, gone through this and, and just not gotten to the end and, and with a Stanley cup in our hands, now's the time. And they're, they're going to eat and they, they ate game one. They, ate. they took care of business and, and I think I I said that the Devils are going to come back in game two, but I'm starting to think that the Rangers might just step all over them again. So that's that's where I was going to head with this. Like, I think the Devils have a similar start, right? Like they get some chances early on. But Igor, I, I could not trust Igor more right now. Like, right. I think he's just super locked in. And, you know, it's been not not just last game. It's been like the last, you know, six, seven, eight games of the regular season. So, uh, you know, I think Igor can shut the door once again. The Rangers score the first goal. You know, that's going to kill the building. I mean, the, the energy in the building was pretty much dead. The only time it came alive, to the devil's credit, was when Jack Hughes made that hit on Kreider when Kreider tried to have, like, a shorthanded chance. Right. Um, like, the building exploded for that moment, which was awesome. Um, but the Rangers really just kind of took the crowd out of the game, especially with that Ryan Lingering goal, like you said. Yeah, exactly. You just got to sucker the crowd out of the game. You can't let them get on Igor. You can't let them rise up because obviously the ice starts tilting when the home crowd gets gets on their gets on their feet and they get mm-hmm. loud. I I honestly was really really excited about the way the defense played. I think Jacob Truba had a phenomenal game, yeah, like agreed. very few errors if any. I mean the I team having three great. giveaways says a lot, you know. Right. 100%. Yeah. And like Lindgren and Fox, we know what they're capable of. Ryan Lindgren is just locked down defense. They they shut Jack Hughes down. They they you know he got his chances. He's gonna get his chances. He's a superstar, but they really took him away. They mm-hmm. they didn't give him that much ice. And when he had so, it, Igor made the save. So last thought before we go into some fan questions because we have a lot, and yep. we'll go back and forth with that. I know we both tweeted it out. We got some ones on Instagram, but the Rangers go up two nothing in this series. Let's say heading back to MSG. How confident are you? Do you think they could sweep? Or, you know, to me, in my opinion, I don't think this series has much of a home ice advantage. Like the Devils can easily come to MSG and win both. Uh, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on that if they go up 2 nothing heading back to MSG? Yeah, I mean, if they, if they come out, you know, tomorrow and stomp on them again, like another big win, they might sweep the Devils. Like, mm-hmm. uh, listen, I don't want to get ahead of would that be? How fucking <laughs> awesome would that be? I don't want to get ahead of myself. Like, yeah. I, I really do think it's a long series. But if they if they come out and they're like another statement game, like fuck you, the New York Rangers are here to play hockey. Like we're we're winning the cup this year. They might not get stopped. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And and this is a confident group right now. But let's go into some fan questions. I'll, I'll read the ones that we have on our Instagram. Um, if you want to go to Twitter, whatever you want to do. I just um, say you just rip the ones you got on Instagram. It's good. All right. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, we can find a couple more, too. Uh, okay. We definitely have, like, you know, I'm scrolling through. We probably got at least, like, 11 here, 12 here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll pull up Twitter, too. Okay, cool. So let's start with uh, Kaylee Schicitano. Still Rangers in six. What, what's your prediction? I think uh, I, I had Rangers in five. I, I'm, I'm going to stick to that. 
I, okay. I, I, I firmly believe that. I had Rangers in six. I might be leaning, might be leaning with you toward Rangers in five. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that's simply just because Igor. Um, you know, he looked awesome. He looked awesome. He looked awesome, and they look great. So let's go into the next one, and this is actually a, a two-parter, and this guy is awesome, M.Crank10. First one, will Patty Kane skate more than 100 feet in game two? And I know that's a topic we want to discuss because you were going at it on Twitter today, I saw, with people that were bashing Patrick Kane. So you take this one. It's just like, come on, man. Game one. It Listen, if it was like a 3-2 game and it was tight and like he was very no- noticeably bad, I'd be like, okay, like, sure. But like, dude, it's Patrick Kane. <laughs> if you ask, ask all every single team in the NHL, they'd want him in their top six. Like, it's not even a question. Like, dude, he's obviously dealing with a little bit of stuff. Like, he needed some healing. He, he took some time off. He, he didn't play. Te- he, there was 10 games he didn't play. So it's like, dude, just give it a second, man. Like, breathe. The Rangers won five to one. They won by four goals. Like, enjoy your day. Like, what are you doing going on Twitter complaining about Patrick Kane in the top six? Like, come on. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, but I also do see it a little bit from the other side where, like, K- Kane is definitely noticeably a step behind, but he, he's never been known for his speed, you know? Like, even the same with Tarasenko. Like, these guys aren't, like, the fastest skaters in the NHL, and the Devils are one of the faster teams in the league. So Patrick Kane is obviously, you know, not going to look like he's flying out there, but, you know, he still made some good puck decisions. And, you know, Kane's a guy when you sustain pressure in the offensive zone. Like, he's just going to make plays when you, you know, are pounding away and the Devils in their D zone. And also, I got to pause for a second because the Oilers just fucking blew another 2-0 lead. Now it's 2-2 Edmonton versus L.A. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people ripping Kane. And, and listen, he'll, you know, get comfortable, get his feet wet as the series goes. I don't think many people are too concerned with him. And like you said, 5-1 win. Fucking enjoy it. Don't nitpick. Patrick uh, Kane is a – sorry. I, I just got to no, say no. one more thing. Yeah, yeah no, no I, know, I know you're heated. I was expecting he, a fucking rant. He's a he's a possession hockey player at this point. He's 34 years old. He's not he doesn't have the legs he he used to, but he's a possession hockey player. When he gets a puck in the offensive zone, he's still elite. We know he has the stick handling ability. Like it, it's like Kako right now. Like Kako's not the fastest skater, but when he has a puck in the offensive zone, he's elite. He's untouchable. I feel the same way with Patrick Kane. Like let him get the puck. The the difference is is that line might not fit him best because Kreider and Mika thrive off the rush. They're, mm-hmm. they're rush players, you know, like they it's, it is a lot of two on ones. They're fast up the ice and Mika likes to shoot off the rush. Kaner's more of a possession guy, but once they get the puck moving in the zone, like you saw it on the power play, he's mm-hmm. smart. He comes in, he, 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 he gives that little look where he's maybe going to take a shot dishes off to Fox Fox takes a shot. Kreider tips it in. Like it's just unbelievable. Like well, unbelievable. And I get people overreact, but this is crazy. This I mean, to crazy. that point though, to that point, Kane made a great play on a breakout to Kreider when they had a two on one with me. Right. Kreider tried to sauce the pass over Ryan Graves and his skate and then ended up hitting like the top of the net. But Kane made that play on the breakout to set up that two on one. So like Kane still has the vision. Kreider makes that Kreider makes takes a second longer to make that pass and it's a goal. Hundred percent. Or shoot, dude. Chris Kreider is yeah. the fucking best shot on the team. Take the shot. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, without but, a doubt. Patrick Kane, phenomenal player. He'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't stress. Eighty-eight will be fine. If we get to Game Four and he's got nothing, maybe we could talk about it. He had a point. Just leave him alone, guys. Please. Mm-hmm. Just for I now. agree. And you mentioned Kako, so this guy has the same question. If Kako ends the series with more points than Hughes, how much shit are we talking? 
a lot. I, if you saw my Twitter bookmarks, it's like a Harry. Can you Potter explain book. that? What What is the bookmark thing? I I actually don't understand how that works. When Just like things do, you save to chirp people. Yeah, like when later people on? talk shit, I bookmark. So where does that go? Uh, it's like on like if you go if you like if you're on like your main feed and you kind of uh -huh. swipe to the right, it, it'll say bookmarks. And and. Like it goes in your drafts or how do you like? No, it's just like it? they're just tweets. It's like a list of like when you bookmarked it. So it's like the most Got recent it. bookmark. Oh, I'm, I got to start using that. Yeah, I got to start using that. Johnny, it's like God. It's like God. Yeah. The amount of times I've gotten back at people like there are some there are some egregious ones in my bookmarks. Like I <laughs> like my clip, like I have like a hundred round magazine, like ready to just fire off on Twitter. But I'm staying modest. Uh -huh. I'm excited about the game one win, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little giddy thinking about the Rangers winning this series. Mm -hmm. I still think though, like to the original question, as far as Kako and Hughes go, like, I mean, they're just two completely different players, right? Like, like dude, and it's like all oh, like Rangers fans cheered, like yeah. when Jack Hughes got picked. It's like no shit, they cheered, like they, yeah. They're just excited about who they were getting. It's not like they were like happy. Like everybody knew Jack Hughes was going to be a superstar. Like, what are mm -hmm. we talking about? Come on. Like, the, yeah. the, I don't even think it should be a close debate. They're just different players. Yeah, but we both know like it should. We were saying this because if Kako was this much better than Hughes, we'd be like, oh, dude, Hughes fucking sucks. Like, you know, we'd be we'd be the same way. So, like, honestly, Rangers and Devils fans are very similar. Like we are. But yeah, to the same point, it's like. You guys are just hanging on to Hughes is better than Kako because we're gonna beat you in the playoffs. Like that's the right. only thing you have, you know. It's it's over. It's yeah. what is it, four years now? Like, come on. Yeah, move on. But let's go into into this next one from Bobby Chris. Bobby Christ won. Based off last night, if the Rangers win the cup, who wins the con Smythe? This is a really good question. I mean, after one game, it's hard, obviously, but yeah. Like you obviously I think Igor would deserve it the most, but like if Tarasenko just keeps going on a tear, like who's to what say it's Foxy, not him? dude? Foxy? Four apples? Yeah, like Brian Leach esque. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Four apples I, is crazy. Four apples is crazy. I think crazy. I do think though, like, you know, if I'm if I'm betting on it, my money is going on Igor, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's this is a good question too from the same person. Uh just to follow up. If you could clone one player on the roster and have two of them, who is it and why? He put Tarasenko. Ooh, that's a really good question. I have my answer, and I feel like we're going to have different ones. Um, I'd probably say Lindgren. Okay. So we're I think we're thinking in the similar spot. My player is different, though. I was thinking Keandre Miller. Yeah. It, either way, I think like mm -hmm. if you can just stack your defense mm -hmm. and have guys like that, like, I think the offense is perfect right now. I wouldn't touch an, a, a thing. But, like, if I could have another Warrior, Ryan Lindgren, or or, or even Fox, or Mil honestly, anybody in the top four pairing, if I could just have one more of that, it'd be amazing. And that's no that's no denomination to the, to this, you know, the fifth and the sixth guys. I think Mikola and Schneider have looked great. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you can add another yeah. elite guy to that that bottom six, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I completely agree. That's a great question. The Great next question. one is from Bam Daniels. Biggest concern in game two. The Devils just coming out and uh, and playing hard and putting a puck in the net before we even get a chance to. So, yeah, if, if the Devils can get the crowd going, like, you know, and, and they did to start the game, but the Rangers shut shut them down. Like, if they if they keep the crowd going, it's going to be tough. That That's my biggest concern. 
Yeah, I, I would have to agree, and I would probably just add to that and say the Devils figuring out their power play, and and if the Rangers can't stay disciplined, then you know it's a huge problem. But the Rangers, like, it's honestly crazy when you watch the Rangers PK versus the Devils PK. The Devils like stayed so tight in their diamond, and the Rangers just like kind of moved the puck around. They didn't have much movement themselves, but the way they passed the puck was obviously pretty phenomenal. But the actual movement of the players wasn't much. Whereas the Devils, they move around a lot, but they weren't really, you know, obviously they had zero shots, but everything was to the perimeter. The Rangers were so aggressive down the middle, not allowing pucks to get through and not allowing the Devils to get into the middle. So the penalty kills were so opposite vibes, but um, that would be my concern, I would say. Yeah, I think the X factor was them moving Panarin over to Mika's side because, mm-hmm. I mean, I like that's got to, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to last, though. Well, here, well, here's the thing. Last year, we we know what Mika was able to do on that side. And he got, he kind of got the Ovi effect where teams were like, okay, we're going to start guarding you. But I think when the Rangers get more possession, you'll see Mika start to slide mm-hmm. and like it to shift. He was at like the goal line area. Right. And it's worked a couple times in during the season where Mika started on one side and they kind of like lose sight of him because like Kane or whoever is just kind of like mm-hmm. getting the focus towards him. And then it's like, boom, Fox back to Mika. And nobody's on Mika. So I think yeah. we're going to see that. I think Mika's going to have a power play goal uh, tomorrow. And Kreider's gone across the net mouth a couple times to to Mika like backdoor for that right that yeah the timer little, there little slot pass I'm like yeah he like spins around and does like the through the legs kind of pass but no that. that's a good call I mean Mika obviously you know betting on him to score a goal is always a safe play so I like I like that pick yep uh, the next one we got is from Willie White if I'm going to game three for the first time since I've been 21 plus what bars before and after. Great question. Uh, great question. I have to go with American whiskey because that's my boy Kevin's bar. But uh, Mustang well, this is an MSG. This is MSG. Oh, oh, MSG. Um, you're gonna. You might have to take this one. Okay. Uh, actually, you know, we kind of discussed it, but we're actually negotiating right now with Moynihan Food Hall to try to do uh, like two hour pregame meetup, like open bar kind of vibe. Um, nothing is set in stone yet, but we'll tweet it out or we'll post it on our Instagram page in the next like day or two. Um, we're just trying to finalize that. Like, you know, people will just come and say like blue crew pod and you'll get like a bracelet or something and drink for like two hours for the game. Um, That'd be, yeah, be cool. I'm pumped about that. I hope that works out, but wait, yeah. so you, you weren't talking about inside MSG, right? There's an American whiskey. No, no, no. Street. Yeah. We're talking about outside MSG before the game. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Outside oh, there's of one MSG. in the city too. Yeah, bro. 30th. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one at the prudential center. No, nah, no. Nah, 30th. Uh, it's like across. Um, it's like if you go through the parking lot garage outside of MSG, it's on the other side. It's a little tucked away, but there, Mustang Harry's. Will, yeah, Mustang Harry. Yeah. Yeah, great spots. Uh, there, there's a ton of great spots. Molly Wee, all, all Rangers bars right there. I didn't know that. And then post game is for sure Tiernanog, uh, right outside the garden. You've been there? That's a good post game yeah, spot. Yeah, good spot. Not as rowdy, but more chill. Yeah, 100%. Or even, honestly, I would rip the Canuck with the game. Canuck's on. great. Yeah. Canuck would be a good spot. This one. I'm going to add you into it, but this is from James Chrysler. Well, Johnny and Cody, and I'm including Avery because people still don't know you're fully a part of this, but you are. Uh, will Johnny, Cody, and Avery grow playoff beards? Um, hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a yes for me. I'm going to shave my neck, but my face will be growing for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. That doesn't seem confident. You know what it is? It's just like uh, I've... <laughs> It gets so itchy. No, dude. I just like, you know what? For so many years, I've tried everything. Oh, do you get bad facial hair? 
no 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 facial hair is fine but i've just tried everything man like the, the, mm. I, i'm just i can't i'm not a superstitious guy anymore like mm. uh it i just know that it doesn't do anything yeah but it's for the for the looks for the vibes yeah. i know maybe just i will it. hey are you you're, you're doing it right yeah i'm gonna i mean i'm gonna shave my neck just because i fucking hate hair on my neck but uh i'll, I'll grow it. the beard for sure I'll do it. All right, this one from Joey Blonsky. Do we agree with Truba's penalty on Hughes? Should he have just let him get the break? No, I think it's a good penalty to take. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a four nothing game at that point. Like, you you want to disrupt Hughes on the on the breakaway? Like, do I think it was a soft call? Yes. Um, you know, do I think that gets called in a tie game in that situation? Like, probably not. Uh, obviously, Truba, you know, isn't happy that he not necessarily ruined Igor's shutout, but obviously contributed in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't overthink that play. Like, you know, Jack Hughes on a breakaway, you obviously don't want to let him get in clear. So you do what you can to disrupt him. And it was unfortunate that it resulted in a penalty shot. I wonder if you ask Igor that question, what he would rather. Mm, he'd be a good guy to ask. Or even like, you know, honestly, any goalie with their opinion. We have a lot of goalies that listen and comment. So anyone yeah. who's ever played goalie, feel free to fucking answer. I feel like he'd rather the penalty shot. I feel like he like. You think it, so? Yeah, because then he gets set. He like, obviously it went in. I actually like, agree. Yeah, that's a good point. It went in, but like he, you know, he gets to tap the post. He can set up. He can kind of like gauge where he's coming. But like, if it's like a straight on shot, you don't you don't really know what Hughes is gonna do. But like, he can't kind of came at an angle and he surprised him with the shot. But like, I think I think Igor is ready for a move. I also, yeah, I mean, Jack Hughes has gone to the backhand. I feel like every time he's had a penalty shot or or you know breakaway on on Igor in the past. Right. Uh, you know, most goals that I think Hughes has scored on the Rangers have been like on his backhand, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it seems like it. But no, that's a good point. I think also, you know, as someone, I'm sure you've taken plenty of penalty shots in your life. Like, there's way more pressure on the shooter than there is in the goalie, in my mind. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, let's go. And we only got a couple left here on Instagram. Then we can transition to Twitter. I know you got a couple. Uh, this is from Ivy Cap or Ivy Cap, if I can fucking read. Uh, how do we ensure Jack Hughes is a non-factor? I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I think he's going to have his moments, you know, whether Dude, the it's puck one, was on two, his stick. three, four, five. If, yeah, if there's a stat for like how long a puck is on a player's stick. I think Hughes by far had the puck the most in that game. I, I honestly think he's like modern day Patrick Kane. He really is like mm -hmm. the way he skates. His edge work is incredible. He's so he's, slippery. He's got, he's got quick hands. Yeah. I, I don't think it's possible to shut him down, but the Rangers did a really good job last night. And I think, um, I think if you can just keep him like low on the score sheet, like maybe just give him an assist or like you know, <laughs> if he scores a goal, but like, don't let him go crazy. Yeah. And I and yeah. I think they did a good job. Like he's gonna have his like I said, he's gonna have his moments. He's gonna have two, three, four big plays in a game. But if you could shut it down, Igor shuts it down, you're you're in a great spot. I mean, he was so noticeable, like every shift he was out there. Yeah, it, it, was, it was insane. He actually made there was one move in the second period, uh, on like the near left side, if you're watching on TV. I think it was Braden Schneider in the corner. He literally came up the wall and just made a quick like turn on his edges and like went right to the net. It was so disgusting how quick he did it. Like even from the press box, it looked fucking fast. And the yeah, game it's, it's a video there. game. He's like a joystick. He's a yeah. human joystick. It's it's insane to watch and it's scary as a opposing fan. But I I think the Rangers will do a good job against him. Yeah, I mean they forced him to have five giveaways most in the game by far. The craziest so. part was I saw the fourth line get a lot of time against him. 
and they did well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't dude. know the exact numbers on it, but like there were a couple of times I'd noticed like Hughes would get out there and like you'd see Mott and Goudreau get, you know, and they kept pace. Mm-hmm. But also, I think I don't know if that's necessarily on GG. That could be Lindy Ruff matching the lines because the home team usually gets the last change for faceoffs and whatnot. So right. I, don't know. I mean, I didn't pay attention to that stuff really either. I, it didn't seem like they were really doing many matchups, but I'll look for that in game two for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I, listen, I like matchups, but I'm the proponent of like you, you just trust your four lines. Like, yeah. I think they, especially if like your fourth line could hold the Hughes line, and then you could send out like Mika Kane Kreider against their worst line. Yeah, no, there's I, gonna I be agree. a lot. By the way, there's gonna be. A, I think there's gonna be a, a big fight. Oh, tomorrow. I hope I that think fourth w- line. Severson, Severson, Goudreau. Yeah, they were yeah. Going I think there's gonna be a fight. I can't believe Severson back down. Like, if if I'm Severson, I'm fighting there. Yeah, well, the 100%. Devils needed something to get momentum. Right. I was surprised he didn't. Even though the game was over, I'm fighting there. Yeah, it was funny. I was, I, I almost asked a question to Gaudreau if he watched the FDMY MIPD game, but like, I did not want to. Like, you know, I'm still new to the to the post game stuff, so I didn't want to ask a question like that and, and him be like, "Nah." Looks like <laughs> our boy Peretta. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's why I tweeted. I was like, "Gaudreau's been watching John Peretta highlights." Uh, all right, we got P. two more here. Yeah, he's the best. Big Ranger fan. This is a good one, also. Biggest positive and biggest negative from game one from RL310. Hmm. Uh, you take this one first. Okay. I think the biggest positive is Igor, for sure. You know, just his overall confidence and the way he played. And listen, I think there's a lot of question marks after last year's playoffs. Like, Igor was probably not our best player in the postseason last year, uh, at least in the first, you know, first round. And, and you can, you know, make the case he was pretty good against Carolina. But Tampa, you know, obviously he... He, he was good, but he wasn't at his best, I would say. Um, I think that's the biggest positive. And then the negative, I would say, I think the Rangers were still out-chanced. Uh, I think the Devils had more grade-A scoring chances than the Rangers did. So, you know, but then again, to that point, I think, Avery, you actually said in the group chat today, like, or maybe it was Cody, actually, uh, you know, the Rangers were protecting a three-goal lead for, you know, 30 minutes of that game, basically. So I think they were a little bit less aggressive offensively, and that's why the Devils maybe had more chances. Um, but I would like to see the Rangers, I guess, be a bit more on their toes on the forecheck and whatnot. Um, you know, the Devils still did transition decently well. They didn't have so many grade-A chances off the rush, but, um, you know, their transition game was, was pretty strong. And there was actually one play where the Devils could have easily had like a three-on-two, three-on-one, and the puck hit the lines and skate. And fucked up the entire play. Um, he was but yeah, pissed. that's what I would say. Yeah. Oh my God. Hughes, Hughes freaked out. I would be too. That could have been yeah. a huge momentum swing. Yeah. Uh, biggest positive was Patrick King got a point. Biggest negative is that Twitter <laughs> sucks. No, yeah. I. Uh, well, that's honest. No, that's see, that's a great perspective to have though, because Twitter does fucking suck. Yeah, but there's great it's people the on Twitter. Yeah, I, I love my followers. I really do. Um, but. I think the biggest positive was that the Rangers put the puck in the net. They yeah. they really just they they went full throttle. And I don't think I don't know if you heard the stat. Rangers when the Rangers score four goals, they're yep. 33 and 0 this year. Yep. 33 and 0. That's a so, crazy stat. Yeah. I mean, the key to winning the Stanley Cup, score four goals. That just yeah, score four <laughs> goals. That just goes to show how good Igor is. Like yeah you score four goals and then you just win every time is mm-hmm. absolutely absurd. And that, that was a big positive. They put the puck in the net and then, yeah, I'd say the biggest negative is um, they, they, they let, uh, they let Jack Hughes just 
I, it, it's a negative, but it's just like it's going to happen, which yeah. sucks. But they but they let Jack Hughes get to the net a little bit more than I would have liked. So speaking of Hughes, the last thing that I want to touch on before we go to your questions that you got, um, did you see the play? It was a little tough because the camera kind of cut it off, but Jack Hughes ran into Igor in the either first or second, I think second period, and actually picked up Igor's stick and handed it back to him as the Rangers were skating down the other way. I posted that clip thinking that Devils fans were going to freak out, calm soft, like say like this shit, like what the hell is going on to the playoffs. But people were like very positive in the reactions. What did you think of that whole situation? I thought it was great. I think it's like it goes to show that like as as much as like they want to bash and they want to they want to go at each other, they're humans. Like, yeah, I think any hockey player would do that. Maybe not like Sean Avery if it was like Brodor, yeah. but um i think i think it goes to show that he's like uh he's a really good player not only on the ice but just for the game in general i think he's a he's someone that a lot of kids are going to look up to and want to play like uh, mm-hmm. for a long time well i think like a lot of the fans especially ranger fans were saying like fuck like i really wanted to hate him but he's just like so not a hateable guy and a part of me was like fuck i wish he like like did shoot igor sick away like i i kind of want you know i i think if he almost embraced like being a villain and, and like somewhat being a dickhead in the series, like it would be so good just for drama and entertainment. But he really is just such a lovable guy. And, and listen, I don't want to, you know, I know people that listen to us are be like, oh, get, get fucking stop. We're not glazing. We're not Jack Hughes glazing. Yeah. No, 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 but, no. But like, you know, as hockey fans, we do have to appreciate the talent and, and just the overall like personality, you know, in this kid. Like he's, he's what, he's 21 years old and, you know, he, he looks this dominant and he, he hands Igor's fucking stick back in a playoff game. Like, come on. You got to you got to praise that a little bit. Two years. He'll be a top five player in the league. Yeah. No I mean, mind. I think he's already top 10. Yeah. hundred percent. And uh, but yeah, if that was like a Ranger, I'd want him to like throw. Yeah. Break in half. Into the <laughs> yeah, literally break in half. hundred percent. I thought that's how devil fans were going to react. That's why I posted. I thought they were going to get right. pissed, but they didn't know. Um, but that's all we got for the Instagram questions. Do you want to go into, uh, some, some questions you got? Yeah, I think, um, I think T Conti, uh, T Conti 09 had a great question. Which D pair is more important to a deep playoff run? Truba and Miller, uh, because of Miller's struggles at the end of the year or Mikula and Schneider. Ooh, which one's more important? I mean, I think it's pretty clear. The more important pair is Truba Miller, not only defensively, but, you know, Miller and Truba can also contribute offensively. I mean, Truba had that one-timer that Lafreniere tipped high stick. You know, obviously uh, the right call. And it was so funny. Like, Lafreniere didn't even sell. Like, he, he was he was so he guilty knew it. right away. Yeah, like, like I really wanted to talk to him after the game and just be like, next time will you fake it at least so, like, the refs consider calling it a goal. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Um, and that's something you, like, kind of learn at, at every like, young age of hockey. Like, dude, I, I know so many kids that I played with growing up that would even like fake a deflection just to pad their stats, you know? 100%. Uh, so I was surprised he didn't react. But I, w- I would say Truba and Miller just because, you know, Mika or Mikula and Schneider, I, I think, you know, they need to be solid, but you don't look for them to contribute at all really offensively. Whereas like, you know, Truba and Miller can put the puck in the net. Like, dude, Keandre Miller, you know, had the biggest plays of game seven last year against the Penguins. Like, he scored the tying goal at 2-2, and then he has that breakaway that draws the penalty for Panarin scoring overtime. Like, you know, Miller can create offense. So I think 
not only having them shut down the you know opposing teams like top lines, but also them contributing when needed is huge. So I would say those two. People get on Miller a lot. I, I honestly believe that his best games completely outweigh his worst. Like mm-hmm. whatever he does poorly is is not even close to the uh, uh, an example of the player he is. And I think like it just it just gets washed out when he does something special. And like if he listen, if if the Rangers won five to one and Patrick Kane and Keandre Miller had bad games. They're the devils are in trouble. Yeah, like I agree. Figure it out. Like the devils are in serious trouble. I agree. Also, the Oilers just scored three two. So I just wanted to keep updating that. Um, also, I totally forgot to mention we have an interview with Heat Daddy coming up after this. Uh, Beauty, been following him for like ten years on Twitter. That's just like a fun one. You guys will enjoy it. Uh, any other questions you want to shoot before we go into that? Uh, Heat Daddy's one of the funniest guys. I'm Dude, I fucking far. love him. We had a blast. And then we'll uh, give our prediction for game two after the Heat Daddy interview. So stick around. We'll just, you know, give our score guesses and whatnot. Um, I'm just looking here. Yeah. I think, uh, no, I think we touched on most of these. Someone asked uh, what a logical team friendly. Uh, Ryan, our, our Fuchs asked, what's a logical team friendly contract for Tarasenko and Arcane to return for the Rangers? And I, I don't really want to touch yeah. on that right now. It's I'm not thinking about it. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's just not. It, I I will answer that at the end of the season, but right now mm. I'm just you know. Yeah, I don't want to hear any fucking contract questions, Nothing. any summer free agent questions. Let's enjoy this and let's live in the moment and take it game by game. And that's why we're doing these podcasts game by game. We're gonna have an episode every game day, uh, talking about the previous game, previewing the next game. So uh, look for that coming out the coming throughout the playoffs. And yeah, so I think stay tuned for Moynihan Food Hall and enjoy this interview with. Heat Daddy. Today on the Blue Crew, very happy to welcome on one of my favorite accounts, if not my favorite account on Twitter, a guy that I like have stayed on Twitter for for the last 10 years. And I don't know how to introduce him. He doesn't know how he wants me to introduce him. So without further ado, welcome to the Blue Crew, Big Heat Daddy or Robbie Gucci or however you want me to call you, whatever the fuck you want, you let me know. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Uh, this is awesome. Happy to be here, dude. Well, I'm happy you took time out of your busy day because I did read a tweet a couple hours ago that says, I want to let everyone know that I will be Dave tippeting back the bottle beginning tomorrow morning, recalibrating my brain this weekend to get charged up for playoffs next week. If you do not like when this page dips into chilly ones, go somewhere else. I don't need to hear your fucking bullshit. Fuck you. I need to get dialed in and focused in order to be prepared for the next two months of playoffs. Let's get ready to rumble. So thank you for taking time out of that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that's actually a serious tweet. It's like a real process. A lot of people think that I sit around and it's easy to do this. It's not. So, like, part of what I like to do is actually, like, I'll get a salad. Like, I'll show you. And I'll just eat the croutons out of it. And then when the croutons are gone, that's kind of when I start, like, just di- getting it dialed in. Um, but, yeah, that's that's uh, it's something I take very seriously. And, um, yeah, so that's exactly what's going on. And everyone that's watching on YouTube can tell you always stick to the brand. You're wearing a helmet with a tinted visor right now and a jersey in 90 degree weather, I assume. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not cold out. But let's just, you know, go back to rewind a little bit because you've been on Twitter for what, like 15 years at this uh, point? Yeah, um, since 2012. So whatever that is, 11 years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math guys. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I've been following you since I'm, you know, since 2012, a little kid. And I guess. You got to tell the origin story of how this account started because it was originally a Danny Heatley parody. And like from what I remember, you're the first person to ever have like an online shtick, I guess would be the word maybe, right? Like 
you know, yeah, I don't know yeah. anyone before you that had a like a character uh, in social media. Yeah. So actually, like pretty random story. A lot of people think I completely copied um, the Ottawa Ghost guy on YouTube. He's the guy. This guy on YouTube. Um, his name's Ottawa Ghost. He had these videos, and it was like Danny Heatley, fucking all star. So <laughs> I was playing at the time for a t- New Jersey Titans, and I saw a video that was so fucking funny. It was like basically Danny Heatley saying like I don't give a fuck. I'm outside on my lawn shooting pucks into the lake. Da 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 da. I kind of had that same um, like satirical uh, attitude, even though I was not good at hockey. <laughs> at scratch like healthy scratch all the time. But I thought it was funny. So, like, I was watching one of the videos on the bus. I actually messaged the guy on YouTube. I'm like, I'm going to make a, a Twitter, like, inspired by your YouTube. And he's like, go for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, me and my buddy, uh, shout out Jordan Dempster uh, uh, from Ottawa, I made the account on the bus right then and there. And um, I was basically, like, kind of following Danny Healy's career, kind of tweeting shit I was doing. It was a little mix of both. Um, I liked it because it was anonymous. Like, I could tweet, like, for example – um like walking into subway with a cigarette lit up on my mouth like i have done that and like (laughs) on my personal account right so i tweeted right there but yeah dude it was weird like all of a sudden the goalie on my team i'm not gonna do a million shout outs i promise but shout out to caleb neal turned around on the bus this is like a week later he's like dude like you have like a thousand followers or something and it all happened because taylor hall like interacted with the account i don't remember exactly what happened but Taylor Hall, I fucking owe him a beer, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, man, um, since then, it just, uh, I was just following his career for a little bit, probably for like two or three years. And then I just started tweeting whatever the hell I wanted to tweet. Um, uh, but yeah, it was really weird. Didn't expect it to get that bit, that big or whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. Well, for the people that aren't familiar, you're now at 252.2K, which is, you know, pretty wild. I mean, your audience definitely loves you. Like, you're, literally fucking hilarious like i i love interacting with you on twitter and we haven't actually had a face-to-face till just now so it's cool to actually like know you now when i interact with you but yeah, appreciate that. to that to that same point like have you ever had danny heatley reach out to you or like you know you said taylor hall's interacted but do you have relationships with players now because i imagine there's some serious nhl players who love what you do yeah yeah definitely um the danny heatley thing for me was like my own, I've never interacted with him personally and people have asked me to, but I kind of, to be completely honest, I felt a little weird because I put myself in his shoes and I'm like, what if some fucking jackass like made this parody and he was getting asked about it, like on the radio and interviews. I'm like, God damn, this guy must like fucking hate my guts. Like, I don't know if he liked the attention or not because it mm-hmm. got kind of like, like that. And I did feel like, like I probably should turn this into my personal <laughs> account or something. Uh-huh. Um, I never interacted with him, but he was cool. Like from, from through the grapevine, um, his agent reached out to me once I was in college. I was a sophomore at ASU and basically I was selling like merch and stuff because I had this like fucking shitty ass job delivering flowers. And I walked, I worked in a coffee shop, two crazy fucking jobs for me (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I just started selling t-shirts and, she reached out and she was kind of like, hey, like, who's behind this account, like, selling shit? And she was like, just don't sell stuff, stuff with his face on it. Other than yeah. that, he doesn't care. So I appreciated that because I was, like, mm-hmm. using the money to, you know, for school and shit. Like, which Beer is kind of weird Beer say. money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so every, all, like, signs pointed to him being, like, a pretty true, like, chill, like, cool guy. But I never met him or anything like that. 
other than that, yeah, dude, I, I definitely met a lot of NHL guys just through the account. Um, I remember the first time was like, I was at a Coyotes game. I had like three or four like tall boys, uh, <laughs> those Ekis, And I was like, I thought I was at the top of the world. So I messaged yeah. some guy on the Rangers that followed me actually. Cause Who? like I kind of Jared stole. Okay. So he was on the Rangers at the time. So uh -huh. I've never before like reached out to anybody and I can't remember if somebody egged me on, but I was like, fuck it. Like I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and uh, he answered back and he's like, yeah, the boys are, you know, doing this, this and that. And um, just, from there, you meet one guy, you meet another, and yeah, dude, to this day, like I have really good friends in the league, stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, all from you know, basically the account. So, uh, you know, I sound like a huge fucking loser, but no, 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 not at all. Well, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this though; I'll set you up with this. So, I guess for people that aren't familiar with you, what would your like brand be from this account? Uh, well, it's weird because I can explain it from I can explain it from an outsider if if, if this is like on point. Yeah, I barely even fucking know. But <laughs> I mean, well, like, like I would say, you're, you know, you're a guy who obviously played hockey, knows hockey, and you want to make hockey as fun as it could be. But you also like have somewhat of a serious opinion, and you know, you post about the serious topics going on, but you also make light of it. And it's not like, you know, that's kind of what I aspire to do. Like, you want hockey to be fun, but you also got to like turn your brain on a little bit and know what you're talking about. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be this buttoned up sport that it's always been. Is that yeah, pretty spot on? No, yeah, that's that's exactly spot on. Uh, I definitely toe the line a little bit. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be commenting. Like one time I was tweeting about a I don't know how this happened, but I was tweeting about AR fifteens and like gun control. Oh god. Um, let's not let's not go there. <laughs> no, I don't even really have an opinion. Like because I'm not a political guy. I'm really not. Uh -huh. It's just like too far above me. And like yeah. I just I just honestly want to have fun. <laughs> um, but like sometimes it gets like that. Um where I go, I told the line a little bit, like I said, but for the most part, yeah, dude, you're spot on. Uh, I just want to be blunt, um, be bold about hockey and joke around about it. And sometimes I get a little carried away because I might know things that people don't mm -hmm. know. Like I have my reasons. Uh, I can give an example. I don't know if I should, but I was going <laughs> to- Are you sure? Is this the two glasses of whiskey talking or is this- uh... Uh, It's always a two glasses of whiskey, whiskey talking. Um, <laughs> like- the Zegers thing, when people thought he said something he didn't, I knew, uh, I already knew he didn't say what he said. I so wouldn't I kinda, think so. In some sort of way, I stuck up for him. Like, hey, and I don't know him. I've never met him. Um, but I knew, I knew the situation. And I tweet that. People are like, you don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, um, yeah, dude, it, it, you're spot on. I don't want to get carried away with that stuff. But I'm just trying to make it fun and, and try to, um, like you said, it's always buttoned up and so serious. Yeah. I think at some point, like Gary Bettman has to pay the players and also he has to, you know, make the game like more fun, I guess I could say outside the actual uh, product. Yeah. I, so I guess, you know, to that point, which players do you find the most fun? Like just in, you know, obviously there's the ones that stand out like a who you, you just mentioned, but uh, you know, in today's game, like who are your favorite guys to like follow or, or watch or, or whatnot? Uh, Marshan deleted his account, but definitely Marshan. Like I, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he goes a little too far, which is that was just for playoffs, though, wasn't it? He deleting the deleting his Twitter. I think he just did, he's just doing it for the playoffs. I don't oh, think he's doing is it he? forever. I, I'm not sure. Actually, yeah. I'm not even gonna say he goes too far. He just like if someone says some shit, he just looks at his phone and replies. Like I think that's yeah. hilarious. Um, Jack Hughes is another one. I like I like how Jack Hughes just speaks his mind. Like when he yeah. said that, like, "Hey, do you want to break this record?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to break that." Okay. You know, yeah. like I love yeah. shit like that. Um, like. There's other times like Austin Matthews. They said, "Who's going to score the most goals this year?" I think it was last year, and he's like, "Me." Like, 
like yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think guys like that are really really good for the game. Um, I'm trying to think of any others off the top of my head, like who's a character, but uh, yeah. I see. Don't you interact with Bo Bennett? I know he's not a current player anymore, but Bo Bennett a lot. Like, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how GMs got him to put his phone away because he, <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, yeah, he's fucking hilarious, dude. Um, he's another guy, like, I think he was a little bit more calm, like, during his playing days, as you yeah. have to be, like, you're representing yeah. an organization, blah, 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 all that stuff. But, yeah, he's another one, like, great personality, great guy off the ice. Um, like, he was just riddled with injuries, and he's just joking mm. about it. There's not a lot of people in pro sports that are that open to, you know, being like a regular person, like kind of being self-deprecating in a funny way. So yeah, that's that's Bo. Yeah. So let's uh, transition into hockey a little bit more. But do you have a favorite team that you root for? Or are you just you know an overall like NHL fan? Um, I go for the 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 teams with my friends on them now. Pretty much. Oh, sick, like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> really fucking sick. Dude. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> uh, but um, growing up, I was like kind of a weird hybrid. So I grew up going to Nassau Coliseum like all the time, nonstop. They had the best ice girls. Like <laughs> I was literally sitting in Nassau Coliseum with like a pillow on my lap. Like I, I like they, it was insane. I, I think they have I don't know if they have ice girls anymore. But anyway, they don't. Um, <laughs> they, so they don't. So yeah. bring back ice girls. What the fuck is going on? Um, <laughs> so. Oh, I'm actually, I didn't realize I'm rocking a Coyotes hat right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, Yeah. dude. Fucking, yeah. I I support the Coyotes. I I don't want to go on a rant about their management, but but anyway, we'll save that. Well, I'm not going to ask you that, so we're not going to save that. (laughs) Um, One of my childhood friends, his uncle is John Tortorella. So when John Tortorella came to the Rangers, I went to a couple Rangers games. And I remember as a kid, I was like, wow, MSG is so much fucking better than NASA. I was like, this is electric. Like, I love everything about it, just, like, in the heart of Manhattan. And um, ever since that moment, I went and I followed the Rangers. So I pretty much – I want the Islanders to do well, of course. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. really, like, a fuck the Islanders kind of guy. But, yeah, I, I, I want the Rangers to succeed. And other than that, um, just the guys that I'm friends with uh, to do well also. Just like McDavid, McKinnon, McCarr. Those are my boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know any of those guys, but they are three specimens. Those yeah. guys. Like, whenever I tweet about them, it's like for like I can't wrap my brain around the way those guys skate. The everything, everything. I don't know how McDavid processes information in his head. Like that guy, mm. he's like a, a, he's literally has like Google built into his fucking head. Like the, his skates, like they're moving so quick and. The way he thinks the game, it's fucked up. Like in a yeah, good no, way. he he like approaches the NHL like you know the D one guys do when they come home and play men's league in the summer with like the forty year old dudes. Like that's like what McDavid is. It's it's wild. Dude, it's weird. I'll be in my living yeah. room like yelling at the TV like by myself like what did he just do like what? Yeah. And I was watched the replay so many times that the game already ended before mm-hmm. I even set it back. Well, uh, speaking of Rangers a bit, you know, obviously everyone has their own opinion about Rangers Devils. Uh, you know, I got to get your side. Was there a team that you would rather see the Rangers be playing in the first round if you are like rooting for them, like you said, or do you think the Devils are actually a good matchup? Because I, you know, preferred Carolina. I think most Ranger fans would tell you Carolina, just because the yeah. Devils have kind of smacked the Rangers around a little bit this season. But you know, what are your thoughts going into the series? I agree. I think Carolina. I would probably like to see them play first. 
Um, but I will say, I think the Devils need like a year or two. I don't I, like the Devils. I watched the Devils play live and I did not realize how fucking good they are until I saw them live. Like they can skate. They can, they're so fast. Like, they're so fast. Jesper Bratt is like a robot. The way he just like the guy's like 160 pounds and the shit he could do on the ice, especially Hughes and all them. I just think that they might need another year or two. So I don't know. If the playoffs, like you said, they smacked around the Rangers a little bit, but I don't know if it'll translate in the playoffs. Just because, I mean, the Rangers look, I mean, you look at their top six and you just look yeah. at the guys and where they're at in their careers. Just Sturkin, if he gets hot, like, I think they could get the job done. But overall, um, I would have probably picked Carolina, but I think they can get the job done against New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And if they beat New Jersey, do you think a lot of people are saying, you know, Ranger fans, I try to like hone in on the whole fan base as a whole, but. If you get out of the first round, there's no one that could stop them. Obviously, Boston's one of those teams that probably should. Sorry, he's, someone's coming to my room. Uh, Boston's one of those teams that probably could. But do you think if they get out of the first round, it's like, who the fuck is stopping this team? Uh, yeah. It's, I think it's a they, tough one to ask. It's a tough one to ask. Yeah, I, I think so. I think if they get out of the first round, it, it could be anybody. Uh, I think mm. the thing with the East that a lot of people – I don't know if people take into consideration – um, I think the East is going to really beat each other up. Yeah. Uh, I think every single series is going to be, besides, I'll tell you this, I'm probably going to watch zero seconds of the Islanders series. I'm just not <laughs> going to watch a trap. Just bet the under in every game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, I know I just said I don't disrespect the Islanders, but I'm disrespecting that. <laughs> um, I think after the first round, when guys are going to be hurt, guys are going to be beat up. I think every every team in the East is going to, is such a force. Um, I think anybody could do it. So yeah, I, th I think that they'll be, they'll be uh, all right. I don't think like if they mm. play Boston or something like that, it's going to be too, too heavy of a task. Uh, I think, you know, they could do it. Well, another series that I feel like not many people are opinionated on, uh, you know, Tampa, Toronto, every year it's Toronto's year, but Tampa Bay, like everyone's saying Boston's the team to beat in the East right now. Cause they're obviously, you know, they just broke the record for most points in a season. But, dude, the Lightning have won three Eastern Conference finals in a row. They're still the same team they've been. Braden Point just scored 51 fucking goals, and no one's talking about it. No one's uh, talking about it. Literally not one not one person. Last night, I actually bet uh, Jonathan Taves, Braden Point to score a goal. Parlay is like the biggest lock of all time. Taves nice. obviously scoring in his last game, and Braden yeah. Point not going to knock at 50. What are we talking about? So, uh, you yeah, know, it was a nice little, little splurge. But um tampa bay like this team i think can do it again i actually might think I, right now my prediction if you ask me is tampa bay versus edmonton in the Stanley Cup final that's my prediction mm. yeah i like that i yeah i as much as i want to see tampa um i don't want to like, see it <laughs> i want to see them lose in like not, i don't want to see them losing four games i want to see them losing three games <laughs> I, I knew i literally knew you were gonna say that I was, like, I they can't, that was i'm so sick of them like it's nothing personal to any of the guys on the team are just sick of it I'm sick of when the fucking camera pans John Cooper's face and he's like, I get it, dude. Like, you have a law degree, but if a guy gets high sticked, it's a high sticking penalty. And I'm sure he's a great guy. It's amazing. I'm just, I'm tired of John Cooper and uh, I want Toronto to get it done. And like, what the thing with me is that, like, I, I feel like I'm a player's first guy. Like, people are mm -hmm. all over the Maple Leafs. Like, bro, besides Tavares, their core is like 25 years old, dude. And it's like, if you look around Stamkos, when did he get first his first cup? Late 20s? Uh, Ovechkin, 31? Yeah, Ove I mean, look at the caps. Yeah, that was the prime example. Um, 
yeah, it, it's just even like, McKinnon took McKinnon nine years. Yeah, it takes time. It's not, and, and the thing is, obviously, they're in Toronto. It's a hotbed market. There's a lot of pressure. Like, people want this Stanley Cup to be expedited and all that shit. I just want to see that group get past the first round and get that monkey off their back, so to speak. I, I'm sure they don't care about the media, but I know that, like, in the back of their heads, they're like, dude, let's fucking, like, make the jump as a group, right? Like, mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, I would love to see Toronto win that and, like, you said about Edmonton. I also would love to see Edmonton like get far with McDavid. I want to see McDavid I mean, playing games, man. like to get him to a cup, you know, like he's, what's he like fucking 20, 97. Oh, he's yeah. He's like 26. So I want to see McDavid just like in full McDavid. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, honestly, we're at a point where like we could end up seeing Toronto versus Edmonton, which would be the fucking coolest final. I mean, I mean, I'm saying that, but a Canadian team's like has, hasn't won the cup in like 30 years or whatever it is. I don't know yeah. the exact number. I think 93 was the last time a Canadian team won. Uh, that's so yeah, crazy. 30 years. Yeah, wow. Uh, but you know, I think that's a real possibility. And you know, I've, I've asked this question to people before, but I feel like you're a good person to ask too. Out of all the players in the NHL right now that haven't won a Stanley Cup, so like some of the stars that come to mind are like Pasternak, Matthews. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking of like the partiers. Like, which guy would you want to party with at a cup party? Like a guy who hasn't won yet. Oh, like, I think, like, to me, it's Pasta, who's, like, the first that comes to mind. I feel like Pasta would be a blast. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I agree with you on those two. I would have to go probably, like, one of the Kachuk brothers. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I would have to I go. like Brady over Matthew. Brady seems like more of a, a partier. Yeah, I would have to go with one of those guys. Um, or, you know what? This is never going to happen, but <laughs> – <laughs> No disrespect. Is it an uh, Islander again? <laughs> what? Is it an Islander? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. 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 It's not. I was gonna say John Goudreau. I want. I would want to see what's going on with that. Um, but I'm trying to think. Yeah. Maybe Eichel, dude. I, I think. Mm. I think Eichel. A lot of people. Do, I think Eichel has a side to him that people don't know about, and this is not like confirmed. Um, what do you mean? He's the Buffalo. I'm coming for you, Bud Light guy. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I think, uh, like, the whole Buffalo situation kind of people uh, – this is just the internet, so yeah. it doesn't really matter because it's not real life. But I feel like the internet has almost looked at uh, – looks at him like he's a heel, you know, because that whole situation. But I, I will definitely be up there for me of guys I would want to party with, with the cup. That's, sure. that's a good one, honestly. He's, he's one that kind of gets forgotten about. I don't – you know, like, he's still – a, a fucking superstar. Honestly, this could be like a coming out party for him. It's his first playoff, you know, ever. Mm -hmm. So I hope that Vegas team does well. They've always been fun to watch, uh, you know, since they've entered the league, obviously. But is there any like storyline that you kind of have your attention on? And, you, you know, we touched on Rangers Devils, touched on Tampa Bay, Toronto. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there aren't so many more that truly stand out. Mm -hmm. uh, but is there any other series where you think like has an interesting storyline? I want to see what the hell Dallas can do. I, I really do. I think I, I felt that way last year about Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think they might be sneaky. Da, da, da. And then they didn't do anything. And then I didn't watch one wild game this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to see, I, I don't know if it's, if you can call it a storyline, but I want to see if Dallas can make some noise. I really do. I think just, they, they play, they're a little bit boring or is that, I don't know if that's a word, but they're a boringer. Bit, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I had a really bad GPA in school. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not a grammar guy either, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> um, I want to see what Dallas can do. 
other storylines. I think LA, I think LA is like underrated, dude. LA is such a young team and they're so good. And not to keep referencing like Twitter, but people are always saying like LA is bad defensively or they're, they're careless. And I completely disagree. Like I, I'm on the West coast. It's easier for me. I watched the Kings game. I think they're like a solid young team. Like besides Kopitaro, who's an ageless freak like he's like 65 years old and he still gets up and down 200 feet better than anybody um i, I think the kings are another team that i want to look out for and see if they can make some noise as well i mean they got another battle against edmonton last year that series is awesome it's gonna be another one this year you know i think yeah they, they they're i mean they're right up there with anyone the kings are good like yeah, i agree they, with you kemp yeah. dude kemp it was nasty all year and he's another guy that like kind of was under the radar mm-hmm. yeah i think i think I would obviously want to see, I want to see like, I want to see greatness. I want to see McDavid do something, yeah. but I think the Kings are a team to be like, Hey, like how, how quick can they make the jump? You know? Cause I feel like it, they, they turned around relatively quickly. I mean, they were mm-hmm. in the finals in like what the final in like what? 2014. Like yeah. They won, they won two and three years. They, yeah. They won two and three years and they have like, they're back dude already. Yeah. Like, so shout out to their management. Like good job. Like unlike the coyotes management, but. Um, <laughs> we're not doing that we're not doing that so, <laughs> no we'll start, i can't do that um, so speaking of like the underrated stuff though you know we're talking about like the kings being a little underrated under the radar is there anything you think is a little overhyped or like over exaggerated going into this like is boston like overhyped you know like is that something that you think is uh, a possibility of them losing to florida uh nah i can't see them losing to florida i, I think Boston they're so solid dude and yeah. Omar, I mean, what was your thing? I saw like a uh, trade Omar trades. So what was that? What, when yeah, I was just poking fun at the Boston media. It's not even like guys who give a shit about hockey, but there's a network up there where um, there's just one clip and the guy goes, would you trade Omar? And the guy's like, sure, sure. I trade Omar. And he goes, I trade Swayman. And it's just so like he said it. So like fucking like I trade the whole fucking team. I don't care. <laughs> I just can't believe that it's on the radio. I can because a lot of stuff is all about clickbait and getting people yeah. like that's their that's their angle, you know, getting people riled up. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, I think I think the thing about Boston is that all those guys play for each other so mm-hmm. hard. They have such a great locker room. I don't know if like Chara is responsible for building that foundation or basically Bergeron's basically the coach. Obviously, I, I'm a fan of Montgomery <laughs> as well, yeah. but yeah. I I don't know if Bergeron like like cemented that foundation but all those guys play so fucking hard for each other and you can tell like if boston's down in the game there's no quit there's no quit in them every time and so you can't say that on a ranger podcast come on what are you doing yeah dude (laughs) uh but i'm just i'm being non-biased uh uh, anyway yeah over hype storylines i don't know dude that's that's another really good question, um, but I don't think so. I think the matchups are also interesting that nothing's really, like, overhyped because even Florida, like, they won the President's Trophy last, last year, year, and now it's like, well, they're lucky to be in playoffs. They're not overhyped. They're the underdog pretty much. So it's like that's not even a – like, um, if they win, you'd be a, a surprised against Boston, but not too surprised. I mean, they were so good last year, you know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. I, I don't know if that thing's overhyped. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Maybe the Islanders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything about the Islanders. They have no hype. Just Sorokin. I, mean, I guess Barzal's back probably, so that's you know something to talk about. Is he about, coming back? I think he's he's pra- he practiced today. He said it sounds like he's going to be in game one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be in game one because I'm not going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, well, let me uh, wrap it up with this before I like give you. If you want to plug something too, you can plug something. But I got one more question for you. If you want to plug anything before that, uh, yeah, dude, I have a podcast, Wet Jeans Podcast. It's uh, the most non-political podcast on the planet. <laughs> uh, strictly NHL talk. It's not that either. Um, <laughs> shout out Andy Champs on Instagram. Just chop it up. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, dude. Just sitting there, just spitballing, and uh, that's the only thing I have to plug. Um, other than uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think if I have any sponsorships. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I won't do that here. But yeah, that's it. So just to wrap it up, I'm going to leave you with this one question, and you know, take your time to think about it, I guess. But if there's like one thing that you can choose to see out of this playoff outcome, whether it's a matchup, whether it's like a player winning the Con Smythe, whether it's an overtime goal, like what is one thing that you are like dying to see from the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs? I want to see Don Kaharski get every <laughs> every single offside review wrong. <laughs> um, I was wondering how you were going to take that. I didn't know if it'd be like a serious answer. Or that was no, funny. I'll give you a serious. One. I feel like this has actually been like pretty serious, like so far, like. I'm, it's a good mix of the back and forth. I feel like you know. Yeah, it's it's a good mix. It's definitely <laughs> like I'm trying. I'm hanging in here, dude. I just realized my air, my AC isn't on, so I'm fucking dying. Dude, I'm like, sweating my ass off. I don't know. If you yeah, can. yeah, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. You're all. You're, I'm in New York right now. There's no AC in my apartment either. But you're in a fucking hockey uniform. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I have that like MLB manager face where they're all red because they just they just <laughs> crush whiskey. Those guys. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, let's see. This is a good question too, dude. You have a good question. Fuck. Um, Thanks. I try hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, let's see. What would I like to see? Because I don't want to say something generic. Like see, like McDavid yeah. win the cup. Because well, I'll give you my example. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. I am like so horny at the thought of Patrick Kane scoring an overtime goal. Oh, I love that. That's good. Yeah. Like in a Ranger yeah. uniform, like that would be to me like sickest fucking thing ever. Yeah, you know what came to my mind the first the when you said that the first thing that came to my mind would just be like the Rangers winning at home ice, uh, winning the cup at MSG. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. that's so cliche. That's you know? very cliche. Um, I'm talking like specific, you know, like one, you know. Okay, let's say that. Let's say this. Chris Kreider <laughs> scores the overtime winning goal against Edmonton at MSG to win the cup in Game Seven, and there's an offside review, and it's like, <laughs> oh god. It's like fucking 18 minutes long. And Don Kaharski's like, this one's coming back. And 30 seconds after he says it, the goal stands and the <laughs> Rangers win the Stanley Cup and Chris Kreider's onside at MSG. <laughs> that that's, is, that's the that's most on-brand answer you could have went for. That's, that's what I want to say. Yeah, that's perfect. But, but, I, yeah. I love that. That's amazing. That's incredible. I can, I can also imagine, like, dude, the amount of times I've been in MSG for a long, like, Kick review, offside review, you name it. Like, it is the most – I mean, listen, I've only been to, like, probably seven or eight NHL arenas, but the most hostile environment because Ranger fans, like, we all think that the the like the refs are against us. Like, right. dude, last, <laughs> last night, Heedle's kick could not have been more obvious of a kicking motion, and there's Ranger fans like, fucking bullshit. Like, they called Mangiapani's a good goal. Like, they're completely different things. Like, it's, mm, you know, yeah. I don't know. You got to love that chip on your shoulder, though. You know, yeah. like it, like – it's it's i hear i hear you 100 percent, but um yeah dude i listen I'll, I'll just say this too i the garden is my favorite place to go yeah. it's absolutely it's just there you know everyone's like oh well you know the lower bowl is so corporate everyone has a p coat on da, 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 da. like I, I joke about that too like how yeah. how people 
think the atmosphere is dead, but I, I totally disagree. The, the fans are completely engaged. Uh, it's obviously just a historical place. Um, I was actually there in the conference finals when they won against Montreal. Uh, Which game? Way back. Uh, this is like whenever they won against Montreal. Oh, like to clinch it? Yep. Oh, I was at the St. Yeah. Louis game. Yeah, and yeah, the year they lost to the Kings, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, you're right. You're right. Run. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was there for that, and that was like one of the greatest, besides WrestleMania, one of the greatest sporting events I've ever been to. WrestleMania? I've never even... Yeah, it's not a real sport, but it is. <laughs> it's the WWE. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was probably the most electric like I've ever... You really felt like New York, like... Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was weird, dude. I goosebumps. It was crazy. It wasn't weird. It was just it was incredible. Sick, yeah. Um, but dude, I want to thank you so much for doing this. And uh, you know, maybe if the Rangers are uh, if the Rangers are in the cup, we'll get you back on or something. We could uh, shoot the shit again about the cup final and whatnot. That cried yeah. or outside review. We'll, we'll make it come to life. <laughs> we'll, we'll manifest it. Yeah, dude. I'm happy to come on uh, whenever, dude. Seriously, this is awesome. And uh, thanks for having me on. Your questions are unreal. <laughs> like, I think you have a really good thing going on here. And I don't know if it's on brand for you, but you're more than welcome to come on wet jeans. Um, yeah. Probably, I don't know, you might get fired from your jobs <laughs> for coming on. But uh, but yeah, dude, uh, overall, just thanks. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. All right, bye. Want to give a big thanks to Heat Daddy. That was such a funny conversation. I was cracking up the entire time. I uh, laughed my ass off. But Avery, I know you weren't on that, obviously. We'll, we'll figure out how we go about interviews and guests and whatnot through the playoffs. Probably just stick to us three us two or whoever can make it um but i know you had a funny ass tweet tonight i know you played your men's league game at the prudential center so uh what do you what do you got going on you're smiling over there i I see you laughing at something it's well it's funny because every wednesday i play at the prudential center not like the main rink but the barnabas on the Mm -hmm. on the side it's great rink i i love it there i probably rather play there than most rinks around but um i had i i tweeted that the the that that uh, we're two and oh at the mm-hmm. uh, Prudential Center, and then I I went to the Brodor statue and I like crossed out and wrote Uncle Daddy, funny joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frank uh, Frank Fleming, my guy, he quote tweeted it and goes, "Have you ever heard the one about the Ranger player that killed his own teammate?" Which I don't think I've ever heard that. No, I don't know that story either. Is he uh, like referring to Danny Heatley? That's what that was where my mind went, but I don't think. Who's a ranger that did that? I mean, can anyone listening tell us? I don't know. Yeah, someone's That's got weird. someone's got to tweet at me what that is. But people say that rumor is uh, is Darren Ruff. Oh, I don't know if I've ever heard that. <laughs> He's a baseball player. Oh, okay. I don't know who. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're, you're you're not fully tapped into the Frank. Yeah, he, no. Frank basically got a player cut off the Mets. Actually, he did nothing wrong. Well. I mean, the guy got DFA'd, but like Frank made it seem like this guy was like the worst player ever. He was just decent. Oh. I'm not even a Mets fan, but it's just <laughs> Frank. He's just, yeah. he's he's one of one of a kind. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll interact with him. I feel like he'll be at the Garden on on Saturday and whatnot. Uh, you know that guy's always at the games. Yeah, he's a legend. We should get him on here, honestly, if if you want. That'd be funny to talk to He'd him. Come on, 100%. yeah, that'd be funny. I, I think but, that'd be yeah. that'd be good banter. Uh, it would. We, we do that next week, maybe. That'd be fun. Let's try to make that happen. Oh, um, but let's go into just prediction for game two. We kind of talked about it a little bit in the intro, but just give your score, maybe give the first goal score, and give uh, three stars prediction. Okay. I'm going to say... Like an anytime goal score or something like that. You know? Yeah, I'm going to say the Rangers win 4-2. to two. 
The Rangers went four to two. I think the Devils are going to score first, but I I do think the Rangers are going to like come back and 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 figure it out. Um, I think those intermissions play a big part. Like I think the the Rangers have been a really good team, and I know the Devils are the number one comeback team in the league this year. But the Rangers, mm -hmm. you know, no quit in New York thing. Uh, they they are a really good adjustment team. Like we saw it mostly this year. Like in the second periods, they've adjusted really well. Like even if they went down, they they figured it out. So. Um, I'm not wor too worried about that. So yeah, Rangers win four two, uh, and you said what three stars? Or uh, did we say you said anytime goal scorer? Anytime goal scorer, yeah. Mika. Yep, I, I, and I think I think uh, Mika will opening the, open the score for the Rangers. I don't know who's going to score for the Devils, but it doesn't really matter. Okay, um, so four yeah, two. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go um, three stars. I'll go. That's so uh, tough to predict, but yeah, I know. But I'll go. I'll go Hugh, Hughes three. He'll have a goal and assist. I'll go Mika, two, Mika two goals, and I'll say two goals. Yeah, and I'll say Igor gets the number one because he, yeah, you know, he gets forty two saves. You think the Devils shots. are putting up forty four shots? Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna pound the puck tomorrow. Okay, well, just just to uh, or just to clarify, they had twenty eight in game one, so that would be like almost well, not almost double. I'm not good at math. I uh, think they're gonna throw everything in the net. Tomorrow. Yeah, especially on the power play. Yeah, uh, I'll say I'm feeling overtime. I'm thinking four three, and I'm I'm actually thinking the Rangers get it done in overtime. Uh, and I feel like it's gonna be like an unsung hero, like a Braden Schneider overtime goal. Um, I'd love that. I, yeah, I I just had that feeling like. You know, a random shot from the point beats Vanacek. Uh, I'll say first goal. I think Lafreniere like had a pretty strong game one, um, and obviously had that goal called back. So I think Lafreniere scores the first one. I'll say uh, three stars are Adam Fox third, couple of assists and whatnot. I'm gonna say second star of the game. I'll go with Mika. I, I do like your Mika vibe. I could see him getting a goal and an assist. And I'll say first star is Braden Schneider with the overtime goal. And uh, he'll probably add an apple as well. Love that pick. I mean, these are obviously so tough. You know, we're, we're yeah, being very specific. Like... But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. And hopefully the Rangers bring it back to the garden up to nothing. The garden I, yeah. will be. I, I, I'm sure you'll be there in some fashion, yeah. whether it's. Up you'll be there, right? Or... I'll 100% be there if anybody wants to meet up. Meet up. Yeah. 100%. I'll be there. Everyone's going to be wasted. A Saturday night game, 8 o'clock, ABC, prime time. I mean, it's, Nick's plan like 12 hours later. It's, it's funny. Wild. I don't like, I drink when I watch at home because, like, I kind of need to, but I don't drink at the garden. Like, I, I like the laser, laser focused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, no, I, I, I do use the bathroom like because all, all the water that I'm drinking because yeah. I'm like screaming all game. But that's true. I actually bought you a beer last year and you didn't fucking take it. Yeah, Remember I didn't. That? No, no, maybe I did. Did no, I? Not? I bought you a Stella and you like didn't want it. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I remember Next that. time you do, I, I'll, uh, I'll drink. I have to reciprocate now. Yeah, deal. It's all good. Um, but yeah. So uh, hit us up. We'll both be there, I think. I mean, I'm not locked in yet, but I'll be there at the game tonight, Thursday in Jersey. Are you doing anything watch party-wise or anything you got going on for, for Thursday? No, I think I'm probably going to cage up. It, my vision's still like... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Fuck. I didn't even ask Wait, you what you're doing. 
I played hockey tonight. My vision's probably, I'd say, like 85%. So mm. I'm seeing really well. I could I could see really well, like 20 feet in front of me. I'm still, like, getting to, like, the 2020. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, like, stay stay in dark places, rest up for <laughs> Saturday <laughs> as much as I can. Like, yeah, rest hiding up. away. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude, when I got the surgery, I couldn't do anything. I was in my room all weekend. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked but I, I, I just, like, slept all day. But now mm. it's getting better. The doctor said I could do, you know, more things. But mm. uh, I, I really want to have my eyes, like, rested, ready to go for Saturday. Bright for lights, sure. MSG. Please be up 2-0. Yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be a battle tonight as you're listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Saturday when we talk about, you know, game two. And we'll preview game three. So, as Cody would always say, LFGR. Let's go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.